Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, and you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally will desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to live more simply. Today I wanted to talk about a, a topic of about homeschooling and what defines success in our homeschools. You know, I'm at the end of my homeschooling journey with my oldest and also at the end of the school year, you know, just with my other children. And this topic always sort of comes up in my mind, you know, have we been successful? And so I really want to dive into this today because my views of success, I would hope, Um, could maybe point you to what is a true success in homeschool. Now, if you're not a homeschooler, I encourage you to continue listening because you can really replace that word homeschool with whatever it is you are doing in your life and trying to decide what defines success. Before we start, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian publisher company. They have amazing homeschooling curriculum and resources for the Christian family. You can find them at Apologia.com. Right now, they have their new digital catalog which is up if you're a homeschooling family go check it out there's lots of great um, features to that digital catalog so go check it out at apologia.com i also wanted to tell you the bible-based homeschooling e-course is now available we put this out about a month ago and the um, signups have just been coming in every day and i'm really excited that people um families are on board to teach their children with the bible as the firm foundation of their homeschool. That e-course comes with 20 videos that outline how we use the Bible as our main textbook for one year in our homeschool. So I go over everything from gathering your resources to planning to scheduling and then how we taught every subject using the Bible. I also have included free downloadable resources, printables, and a free membership to a Facebook group where you can still access encouragement. We have a a growing community in that Facebook page right now where members are joining to ask advice, questions, ask for prayer. And I also go in and do live videos in there weekly to share different encouragement to keep the Bible as the firm foundation of your homeschool. So I'd encourage you to check it out at simplylivingforhim.think.com ific.com as always the link will be in the website uh, web page for this podcast episode um, I also wanted to let you know we have a new product available, the Simply Seeking Him journal. Last year, we put out this very simple yet meaningful journal to help you in your Bible time, in your quiet time, and in your prayer time. I'm a firm believer in journaling, and I have kept many, many journals over the years. This journal was designed to sort of have you, you know, look up your own Bible verses. We've included many Bible verses in there, but without the translation, so that you can look it up in your favorite translation. And then there's plenty of room there for you to write out the verse um, in a beautiful space, for you to write out the verse, to think about, you know, what is God teaching you in these verses? There's also questions in that journal to sort of get your mind thinking and kind of point you towards God. And there's lots of space for just 
um, prayer requests and how God is answering your prayers. And we have just updated that journal for spring with a brand new cover. I love the cover. It makes me feel peaceful just looking at it. We also have a new price for the month of April, and that will end at the end of April. The price right now is just $10.99 for this journal. So go check that out. I will also put that link in the web page for this episode, and it's available on Amazon as well. So today I wanted to talk about what defines success in your homeschool. And, you know, sometimes I forget. I think like the things that I talk about, oh, everybody knows this already, you know, and why do I keep talking about these things? Because I've said this a million times and I'm sure people out there are on the same page. And then I come across things like recently, it was a couple of weeks ago maybe, I read something that was talking about what defines success in your homeschool. And many people were answering with answers that really surprised me. You know, I, as you guys know, we started homeschooling 13 years ago. We are just getting ready to graduate our daughter in just two short months. It's actually less than two months. I can't believe it. So I have really, you know, been on this journey now from beginning to end. And I have solidified my views of what has defined success and have we been successful in this journey. But my reasons always, always go back to God and to the calling of homeschooling and to um, teaching, you know, real life lessons, building character and all of those things. And to me, we're going to, we're going to dive deep into all that. But to me, that's, you know, the core of a successful homeschool. Without a doubt, the most uh, rewarding part of this entire journey has been the family that we have grown together because of our homeschooling lifestyle. Um, And I mean that by saying, you know, the uh, family time and the relationships we have built by far to me have been the most successful thing that I have seen in our homeschooling journey. And, you know, so I was reading these these answers um, to this, this question about what defines success in a homeschool. And, you know, there was many on point with, you know, how I feel, uh, you know, teaching the Bible, character traits, family time, seeing children that are independent learners, um, thinking for themselves, uh, you know, well-grounded and all these things. Like I said, we're going to talk about all that. But there was also a lot, a lot of answers that looked like this. I define success as uh, 1600 on the SAT. I define success as uh, getting into the college that we, you know, have wanted. I define success when my child gets that, you know, $100,000 a year uh, job. I define success as uh, test scores. Um, I, I, one person said, you know, I will know I'm successful when the test scores come back. Um, And you know what? It kind of opened my eyes and... I realized that I honestly think sometimes, oh, you know, I don't really need to do what I'm doing ministry-wise or homeschooling, speaking, or, or, you know, writing. You know, people know all this. And I read stuff like that, and I'm like, you know what? I really do need to continue my message because while all of those things are wonderful and can be certainly a sign of success, let us not, as Christian homeschoolers, place our... Um, or measure our success in such worldly accomplishments. Those things are certainly successful if they come 
after the main thing. And that is, you know, keeping God at the center, a well-grounded child who's following after God. And so I'm not saying that those answers that I'm judging them, that those answers were, you know, bad answers, not by any means. However, it kind of makes me fearful to see that people are saying that is how they define success and not even including in those answers that um, discipleship and family and building a firm foundation on the word is success. So I want to ask you, you know, are you caught up in what the world thinks is successful or are you caught up in God's word and following after him? Because quite honestly, God's word does not define success at all the same way that our world does. And like I said, it's not to say if your child's going to Harvard and has a, you know, $100,000 a year job and 1600 on the SATs, that's not saying that those things aren't good and godly and okay. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if someone thinks that, boy, they've made it because their child is doing all those things, and that, you know, the Bible will come later and they'll figure out the church thing later and, you know, all that comes later. But right now, you know, we got to make sure that they are successful. So I want to ask you, what in your eyes, I would ask you to write it down. You know, if you have one of those Simply Seeking Him journals, write it down. Or if you have a journal at home, what defines success to you? What defines a successful homeschool what if your child is following god and they are like on fire for the lord they are studying the word and not just studying it but living it but yet they got you know a poor grade on their sat or they might not go to college are you going to say well sorry your homeschool didn't work out you're not very successful no to me I truly do believe if you are following God first, everything else falls into place. It always goes back back to Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you, will be added unto you. So it doesn't mean that, <clears throat> you know, um, you can't have all those outward worldly things because that means you're not successful. No, it means that you seek God first. And then if he plans for you or your child to go to Ivy League school to, you know, do well on tests, then that is part of God's purpose and plan. But God's purpose and plan might look very different for another child who maybe goes to a trade school, who maybe doesn't do well academically, but boy, are they on fire for the Lord. They want to be a missionary. They want to travel the world, you know, um, I've been saying it a lot the past few months, focusing on the eternals and not on the externals. And this is a perfect example. We cannot define homeschool success by the external measurable things. But we can determine success by the eternals. Because guess what? I talked about it this year at the homeschooling conventions. I did a session called Homeschooling No Filter. Guess what? There were many years where my homeschool may have looked very unsuccessful in a worldly view. We had job losses. We had family emergencies. We had deaths. We had illness. We had, you know, all kinds of things go wrong, so to speak. 
And the books those years may not have been a priority. And, you know, my kids academically may have been a little bit paused, (laughs) you know, when you're in like a family crisis. But I will say that some of those times I look back on them and realize that they were really our most successful years. Now, while you're in that situation, you're not going to be like, yes, this is wonderful. I get that. But I'm talking about when you have the hindsight and you look back and you see the beautiful tapestry that God is weaving in your family's life. Many of the most difficult times or the times that don't look very successful in the world's eyes were in fact the times that God was actually doing the most work in our family. The year that Steve lost his job in our homeschool was also the year we used the Bible as our main textbook. So the year we didn't have any extra curriculum, we didn't have any fancy, you know, boxed curriculum, we didn't have any fancy extras. We were in fact going through the most difficult year up until that point. We hit more difficult times later on. But up until that point, that was our most difficult year as a family. You know, what are we going to do with, you know, job loss and the struggle of decisions and moving on from that point and, you know, the stress and all of that was certainly not a, you know, measure of success in the world's eyes. But boy, was it so successful when I look back and see that was the year that our family I felt like got really glued together that was our pivotal turning point year in our homeschool and in our life we were in the bible more than ever that year we were relying on God more than ever that year we were truly tested in our faith and it brought us to a place where we really saw God's hand in our lives. It became real. It wasn't just something that I was teaching the kids like, you know, God is there. God will get you through. Rely on God. We were like living it out. And as far as that year really being pivotal for us to begin our journey to seek the Lord in his word and make the Bible a priority in our family and not just a subject that we check off our list and not just something we learn about, but we live out and not something that we just read about, but something that literally transforms us from the inside out. To me, that is the most successful year we could have had because so much was gained that year. Like I said, it was a a, a year that really I felt glued us together. It was a pivotal year in our faith walk, you know, Uh, not even thinking about academics, what was going on that year, which we did learn a lot. We learned so much just from our Bibles that year. The Bible is full of science and history. It's an amazing book. Um, But we were just, we were we were really being transformed from the inside out and so even though that year you know to an outsider would have looked horrific they're not getting their good you know their great schoolwork in you know times are tough that year was so necessary so necessary in our family and i wouldn't ever trade it for a million years you know when steve lost his job somebody had written to me and said i heard your husband lost his job and i'm gonna say something that is gonna sound crazy but believe me it's true and they said i'm so excited for you i'm so excited because this means that god is going to be doing something big in your family and yes as soon as i read that i was like this person's crazy looking back they were 100 percent absolutely right 
that was a pivotal year for us. And so the Bible really became um, the foundation of our homeschool that year and basically of our life, of our family, you know. And so how do we measure then success? We can't measure it in something that is easily quantifiable in the worldly standards because as Christians, we don't live for the world's standards. The world's standards are very, very different from ours. The world's standards tell us, you know, to put ourselves first. We're number one, to go after, you know, money. He who has the most money is, you know, the most successful or he who has the best job or he who is busiest or he who is you know, um, at the best college and gets the best test scores and maybe is number one in sports and all these things. Again, not that those things aren't admirable, but we have to not get confused that those things, apart from a good solid foundation with God at your center, at your core, in which all else flows from you, everything you do flows out from your relationship with God. So if those things are happening apart from your walk with the Lord, then I would not deem that as successful. For us, we're at this end of our homeschooling journey for my oldest child, which, you know, is a whole nother ball game. I'm starting to tear up just thinking about it. That's you know, I'm sorry, probably the next two, three months, I'm going to be probably very emotional. (laughs) Because sometimes I just think about how this whole thing is coming to an end for her and it blows my mind. But now that we're at this point, you know, I can look back and say, yes, there were so many times where I worried and thought we weren't doing enough. We weren't doing it right. Will she know enough? Will, you know, she be able to keep up with the world? Well, guess what? I don't want her to keep up with the world. When I look at her now, did she get the best SATs? No. Is she going to Harvard? No. Is, uh, you know, her academics, you know, number one priority? No. But I never made it a point to be that way. If God chose for her to be on that path, because we choose to seek God first, I know that he would have had that unfold for her. She'd be going to Harvard. She would have gotten 1600 on her SATs. She would have academics, you know, as this priority. Not that her academics weren't important, but there are so many more things that she has learned on this homeschooling journey that I don't even know if I could list them all. I mean, when I just look at her as a person, you know, I said all along, especially as we got into high school and we had to start keeping records and a transcript, you know, if she wanted to go to college, I knew I needed to make a transcript. This one piece of paper does not define my child. Like, it's impossible for me to give a school a piece of paper to say, here, this is who she is. Because... We are building a person, not a transcript, right? We are are growing a child, not writing a transcript. That's a very, you know, um, technical thing that you sort of have to do, but that doesn't define who she is. Same thing when she took the SAT, you know, she did fine, but she was disappointed in her score. And I said to her, this one test does not define who you are. I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. 
And we have to be very careful because our society is so, even our homeschool community is so wrapped up in that test score and in these quantifiable things that will say we are successful. Now, as homeschoolers, I understand you want to make sure that you're doing things well. Of course, we want to do things with excellence. We want to make sure we're doing things well. We want to give our children a good education. And part of that is quantifying those things, doing tests and measuring, right, what they know. Obviously, we want to do that well. We do not want to take it lightly that we are providing them with their education. But again, those things come out of our overflow with our relationship with God. So when you put God first and you're seeking to live out the truth of his word, you're going to do those things well because God tells us in his word to do all things unto the Lord, to do things, you know, diligently and to and to do things well. However, we have to be very careful Because we can have a child with a perfect score that's not walking with the Lord. And again, if they're not walking with the Lord, that is not a definition of your success either. Because that's between God and them. However, as a parent, and we have 18 years with these kids, I know for me that I will do everything in my power while I have them with me to teach them the truth of God's word, to let them know their need for a savior, to point them to Jesus in everything. But it is not my job to transform them on the inside out because I cannot do that. Only God can. However, I have to fulfill my responsibility to teach them and not leave that to someone else. Like, oh, the youth group will teach them. Oh, the church will teach them. I have to teach them. I have to teach them God's word. And even more importantly, I have to have a relationship with God and his word myself so that I'm authentically portraying that and modeling that to my children. It's not something like, oh, we want to look like we're good Christians so our kids follow. Again, it goes back to Matthew 6.33. If you are seeking him first in everything you do, then everything you do is an outflow of that. And you're naturally going to show them what a relationship with the Lord looks like. And they're naturally going to, you know, want that because they see that and they see how beautiful that looks. But be very careful because I know there's people out there listening that have a prodigal or that their child is not walking with the Lord. And you're like, look, I've done everything I can do and and they're still rebelling. I understand that is very difficult. But that also does not mean you were not successful. I would say your success is defined by knowing that you have, number one, taught them their need for a savior. You didn't give them a list of rules and say you have to do this because we're good Christians. You didn't say you have to go to youth group and you have to go to church because we're Christians and that's what we do. You taught them their need for a savior. You showed them daily your need for a savior. I show my kids daily. I tell them, look, mommy messes up. I'm a sinner. Mommy, you know, always messes up. 
that's why I need a savior. I'll never forget when my one when my one son was real young and we were struggling with him and his behavior type things and issues and you know discipline and obedience and he was crying and he said I just can't be good. I just can't. I just can't do it. And I said, "Guess what? That's why you need Jesus." Right? We point them to their need for a savior every single day. That is what will define your success. Did you point them to a savior? Did you teach them about Jesus? And then on top of that, did you live it out? Do you know that you have a need for a savior, right? It starts with us. We can't pass down something if we're not believing it ourselves. Are you maybe just caught up in the list of rules and doing the Sunday thing and, you know, reading your Bible because you're supposed to and, you know, doing the homeschool checking off boxes? Maybe you need to say to yourself, wait, I can't teach them until I know I need a savior. And once you start understanding that truth and you are transform because you're in the word and you're understanding what you were saved from and you start living that out then the success comes from passing that on to the next generation again it's not your responsibility yet you can't say her homeschool was successful because she got a perfect score on her SAT just like you can't say her homeschool is successful because her child's walking with the Lord yes those are two examples of success But the success really comes, I think, being successful, knowing that you did all you could do to point them to the Lord. If that child is walking with the Lord, it's because Jesus transformed them. God took the scales off their eyes. You did your part, absolutely, in teaching them and pointing them to God. But ultimately, the success comes from God teaching them. And God taking those scales off, right? So <clears throat> I look at my daughter, and like I said, you know, she's she's a great student. She did fine. It, she's not going to Harvard, you know. She did fine. But I look at her and I see the successes that really matter to me. She's going off to college in the fall. She's going to Bible college, and that's really wonderful because that means she's pursuing the Lord even further. However, there's so many things when I look at her. She knows more than I ever did at age 18. She is so much more mature than I ever was at age 18. She's independent. She can um, figure things out that she doesn't know. She is very successful in that um, as a person, you know, I'm just proud of her and She's a great motivator. She's full of energy. You know, people like her. She's kind, all those things. And so those things are all successful. And you could say the same thing if, you know, they have a great job and they're going to Harvard and they have a 1600. All those things are externals. And all the things she does are externals. But because of her outflow of her relationship with God and knowing her need for a a savior, Those to me are what truly define success. So I want to ask you, whether you're a homeschooler or not, what defines success in your world? Are you getting wrapped up if you're a homeschooler in the perfect curriculum, the perfect test scores, they need to know everything, or are you pointing them to Jesus? 
Are you teaching them their need for a savior? Are you living that out daily together? Are you embracing the hard times and saying, hey, we're going to get closer to God through this. What is God trying to teach us through this? Because life isn't always comfortable and they need to know that too. And we look at those uncomfortable times and say, what is God doing through this situation? What am I learning about God through this situation? How can I lean more on him? You want to be successful, teach your kids not to rely on themselves. Teach your kids to rely on God, right? We really need to make sure that we are not getting caught up as homeschoolers in what the world defines as success, but what does God define as success? And really, the word, the whole word of success makes it just sound like it's this monetary thing or this achievement thing. When absolutely not. Success in a, a Christian life is not defined by what we achieve, but what we surrender. And a life surrendered to God would be the ultimate success. So I want to hear what you guys think. I want you to comment wherever you're seeing this uh, or listening to this podcast. Comment on the blog post. Comment on the Facebook page, on the Instagram. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. That helps me get this message out there to more people. Um, This podcast has grown over this past year. And honestly, that just makes me feel, I'll use the word successful, uh, but no, not really. But that just makes me feel that Every time another person stumbles upon this podcast or listens to an episode, they get to hear about Jesus. And this, as I've said before, this is not about me building a brand of Simply Living for Him or Karen DeBuse. This is about me using the platform that God has given me to point others to Jesus. So I would encourage you, sit down and ask yourself, am I getting caught up in the world's view of success? And then ask God to help you, help you to open your eyes to what is the true success in life. And that to me would be a life surrendered to Jesus Christ. So thank you for listening. Like I said, I encourage you to comment. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Head over to the uh, Simply Living for Him page and check out the Bible-based homeschooling e-course, which is at simplylivingforhim.thinkific. Com. The links are in this webpage. And also head over and check out our new journal. Um, like I said, it has a beautiful cover for spring. And that new price is available through April for $10.99. And I'm a no-fluff girl. I just want to encourage people. And so we put this journal together as a way to not have me kind of lead you in a devotional, but really let the Lord lead you and have a nice place to write it down and to keep that written testimony of what God is teaching you through his word and in your prayer time. So thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.